Hey all, this is the Flip-Flop Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Thrapp, an entrepreneur who turned my love of travel into a career. Travel is not just a hobby, it's a way of life. Making it happen can be tough. I'm here to offer practical advice to make travel more achievable. This isn't just about my journey, it's about inspiring you to pursue adventure and explore the world on your terms. Hello, and welcome to the Flip Flop Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Thrapp, and I'm here with Haley Woods from Girls Love Travel. Welcome, Haley. Well, hello, hello. Good to see you. I know. It's fun to see your face and hear your voice. <laughs> so what part, of the, what part of the world are you in right now? Presently, I'm in Portland, Oregon. Uh, we are experiencing an ice storm, and Ew. I'm really glad that my Wi-Fi was up and running to be able to do this today. Yes, me too. We were having some yucky ice weather in Dallas, but luckily I left on the day it started and didn't come home until the day before it ended. So I mostly missed it and I was excited about that. Yeah, I tend to try and travel around the sun and like follow the sun uh, and be able to be a nice warm-ish climate. And then if I'm in something that's cold, it's because I prepared myself to be there. Right. I'm not accustomed to being in a place that the weather has come to me. So uh, <laughs> I'm getting used to being in one place. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Are you? Is that your new home base? It is. I have been living a nomadic life since... Gosh, I've been fully nomadic since about the end of 2011, beginning of 2012. So over a decade that I've been traveling around the world and enjoying all of it. But in 2022, I met the love of my life and I have started to move here to Portland to be with her. So it's been a great oh, nice. adventure in and of itself. That is really cool. So speaking of being nomadic, I know I came in contact with you on Facebook through your Facebook yep. group, Girls Love Travel. I know I joined in the very beginning, the first group that you ever made and have been on the journey with you ever since. So what made you decide to start the Facebook group? Yeah, so Girls of Travel started at the end of 2015. So it's been about eight years now that we've been on this adventure. And when I first started it, I was already living a nomadic life for a few years. And as an adult, I was finding that it was becoming increasingly difficult to meet and make really meaningful friendships with women. I have a lot of friends, but because I was traveling so much, I didn't have a lot of travel friends. I didn't have a lot of people that I was talking to about my explorations. And to be honest, a lot of times I was finding that some of my friends from my past were getting annoyed with me posting <laughs> so much of my travels on my own personal Facebook wall. And so I just started a Facebook group to connect with others and to share experiences with each other. And little did I know, a lot of other people wanted that too. And now there's over 1.4 million women around the world in the community. That is so awesome. And it's been such a great resource. And I love your reasoning for starting it because I've always traveled too since the first jobs in adulthood. And I would travel, you know, four or five days a week, usually working over the weekends um, because I was a makeup artist. And so I kind of ran into the same thing where all your friends that had like regular jobs or regular lives, it was like, they don't want to hang out on a Monday or Tuesday. And I don't get all the things they did that were fun on the weekend. I didn't get to do. And so you did feel like there was just this lonely feeling to the lifestyle that involves a lot of travel. So the connection that everybody's finding in the group has been so cool. Yeah. I used to call it first date friendships that <laughs> I was working these events, doing promotion event marketing around the country. I had these great jobs where all my expenses were pretty much covered. I was working and promoting things and living in hotels and 
it was so much fun. And, but most of the time I was a lone wolf. I would be running an event by myself and hiring local talent to help me out with it. And then I'd go to the next city, maybe a few days, sometimes even just one day later. And again, Mm -hmm. repeat, rinse and repeat where I would meet local people, have a great time with them, but I would be the one person traveling from venue to venue. And so I'd always meet and talk to people. I could talk to anybody. It's totally fine. But people would ask me the same questions. Right. I'd say the same stories. I'd have the same experiences. And after a while, it started to get tiresome that I wasn't getting past those Mm -hmm. first initial conversations. And what I've really loved about the Girls Love Travel community, and this isn't just since I started it, but even most recently on some recent trips that when you meet up with other GLTers, then you can bypass a lot of those initial conversation diatribes of like hindrances that people yeah. have because you all have this common denominator of loving and travel. And so even the most introverted of traveler that I've met on a GLT trip or just in a meetup, they get this sense of extrovertedness because they can talk about an experience that they've been right. on or talk about a travel that they've enjoyed. And you see this like wide-eyed wonderment and it connects with a little electricity with each other. And it's just really great. So, and then I see friendships blooming. One of the things that's my favorite about the whole GLT community isn't just our community itself, but whenever people have gotten off of their electronics and off of their devices and out of the community and met in real life and made real life friendships, and then they come back and they post that they're in a different country with somebody that they met from GLT or they're in multiple countries because they met a GLT or and it's I've seen people that have gotten like tattoos with yes. each other because they've become friends. It's been wild. That's super fun. I think it's been so cool, the connections that are made in the group, because I love when I'm traveling, encountering people who are in GLT or, you know, all the inside things that we have at GLT. My producer, Jenny, and I were just talking right before you came on about, I said, the guest is Haley from Girls Love Travel. And she said, oh, my gosh, on the Croatia trip on the sailboat, the girls were taking their topless photos, holding their bathing suits on the beach. And she was helping. She was shooting the photos for them. And they told her it was for Girls Love Travel, but she didn't know Girls Love Travel. So she was like, that was that was what it was for. And I was like, oh, yeah, that that was what it was for. So it's so funny. Yeah, there's definitely been some um, empowerment photos that have been Mm -hmm. done throughout the years. That's a good word. I was like, what can we call the photos? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's one where a lot of times people will take a picture from the back. And Mm -hmm. so you're not seeing anything that wouldn't be banned on Facebook. But from the back, you're just seeing a nice backside. And uh, I've taken those all around the world. It's it's been such an amazing adventure that I didn't expect. I have been very fortunate. I remember back in 2017, I went on a trip. It was a press trip with G Adventures. And I went to Nepal and went to Kathmandu and we were doing this thing where they taught like these women of Kathmandu taught us how to do these like dumplings or something like that. It was a cooking class. Mm -hmm. So I was FaceTiming and doing like a live Facebook video back to the community. And when I was done, the woman that was doing all of the actual cooking, she wanted to know, obviously, like, where was it? Where is it going? And I introduced her to GLT. And so she was like, I want to join. And of course, (laughs) of course, come and join. And she went into Facebook, went to join, and she already had like 14 or 15 friends in the group. And here she was, this 
woman in Kathmandu. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> and this is back when we had maybe 200,000 members. So right. now it's just beyond my dreams. It's crazy. Yeah. And it's really fun when we, when I come across crew members, when we're flying or anything like that. And, um, you can ask, are you in GLT? And knowing that you just have this, like, it's like a secret, secret community that only the girls know about. So yeah, it's very a little fun. wink and a nod. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> so when you created GLT, obviously you created a fine connection, but it's turned into so much more. So could you have ever imagined like this being one of the biggest Facebook communities in the world and all the things that you had? No. So my mom is actually had a Facebook group before I did. My mom. Yeah, it's pretty wild. My mom, I love her dearly. She goes by GLT mom in the group. She's just the, she owns it. It's the most adorable thing. But she used to be a professional baton twirler. And so I know. So so fun. Can you imagine just like twirling batons and everything? I tried to do it when I was a kid. It's not as easy as it looks. (laughs) It is not. No. And uh, so growing up in Upper East Tennessee, she was a professional baton twirler, twirled for like three presidents, helped women get and men get scholarships to colleges and doing all this stuff. And so she started a Facebook community to connect what used to be young girls and young boys and connect them on Facebook now that they're grown women and men and their families. That's cool. And so I had already seen how mm-hmm. the connections were made. And so she opened up my eyes for being able to do this, but her Facebook group has less than a thousand people, I think, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when I started mine, I thought, Oh, you know, one day, if I can yeah. get like a thousand people in the group, if I could maybe <laughs> go on a trip with somebody or do something like that, I had no clue. Back in 2015, there were only admins and members. There weren't all these tools that people have. You didn't have Instagram. You didn't have TikTok. You didn't have all this other stuff that you've got going on now. And there were no other Facebook groups for women to connect and talk yeah. about travel. There were student groups for students to talk about travels and there was retirees or there were travel agents that were trying to push things. Right. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of started it and it's grown from there. And now we've done trips to Antarctica. We've got, I hiked Mount Fuji in Japan because of this, this community. Yeah. I don't know exactly what's happening next, but I'm trying to just stay on for the ride and make sure that I'm the co-pilot of all of this and letting the community drive us as well. That's really cool. So when I, when I joined in 2015, right, when you started it, I was actually in Australia and um, I was there with my son. So at the time he was two and my husband was working and we were in Brisbane and I was just like on Facebook and it was kind of, um, it was a long trip. Like it was probably one of the longest one we'd taken at that point as a family away from at home. And it was really hard to talk to people at home because the time difference in Australia, 17 hours from Dallas, makes it really difficult to find a time that you're all awake and that it's a reasonable time to talk on the phone. And so it's just kind of like, you know, I was there, but it was like, I kind of miss talking to people. Like, I don't have anybody that I can chat with during this, like, three or four weeks that we were in this apartment. And um, so then I just stumbled across it. And you were mentioning, like, all the different categories of people that there is to connect. And that was something that really cool that developed later. You know, I joined and it was like, at first, mostly young 
girls who were backpacking in hostels, which was not really my jam, but still people who traveled. So I'll take it, you know, <laughs> and, yeah. and be able to talk to them. But then eventually, you know, you have all the subgroups and I was, I was a moderator for moms for many years. And it's so cool that you have the subgroups now that really allow people to connect, like people who are traveling with their kids or people who are solo travelers or whatever. And then they can find their own group inside the group and get advice about what stroller to use or that kind of thing. So that's been really fun. Yeah, our newest one that we started last year has been really great that it's Girls Love Travel on Points. Yes. And so it's to be able to have people primarily in the United States be able to talk about credit card points and miles because so many other organizations and companies out there are led by men and have a lot of mansplaining when it comes to a novice coming in and asking just a general question. So we aligned with another group called Travel on Points. And so together, their extreme knowledge of all the points and miles and us with our women wanting to learn more came together and been able to produce this really nice community that has about 25,000 members now. Mm -hmm. And you're right. We have all these other subgroups like moms and we've got our pride subgroup and our 35 plus and foodie is a big one that was huge over the pandemic for people to talk about the salivating places that they wanted to go and eat whenever they could start traveling again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Food food posts and food videos during the pandemic made me like actually cry. Like I watched on Netflix, there was like a street food Netflix miniseries and I literally cried during it. I was like, I just want to go somewhere new and eat some street food. I'm so sad. (laughs) So the things like the foodie group probably get through it. Somebody shares a recipe or something. (laughs) There's been like eating around the world ideas. Yeah. It's been really good. And one of the things that we did during the pandemic too because let's just all take a moment and pray that doesn't happen ever yes, again, that we have yes. to go through that as a uh, someone in the travel industry. But during the pandemic, especially, we did a lot of postcard exchange and things to do to talk yeah. about where have you traveled so that we can think about it and we can talk about it in a positive way when the rest of the world isn't traveling at all. So is Girls Love Travel your full-time gig now, Haley? Yes. Okay. So this is a wild ride for me too, is that back in 2017, well, let me take even a step further back. So when I first started Girls of Travel, I was doing all these promotion at marketing gigs, like I told you before. And one of the ones that I was doing off and on during the school year is I was working with Sesame Street. It was so oh, much fun. fun. It was so cute too, because I had this great job where I set up a planetarium it's like dome inside little preschools and elementary schools for four, five, and six-year-olds to come in and to get to know that Big Bird and Elmo and this new character that we introduced from China, that the stars that they saw on Sesame Street were the same stars they saw in China. And I got to hear these like little five-year-olds say to each other's friends and be like, I want to go to China. Do you want to go to China? It was the (laughs) cutest thing. Like it was really, I loved my job. It was so much fun. And while the video was running with Big Bird, I was behind my blackout curtain typing on Girls Love Travel, running everything. It was Uh just the cutest. But in 2017, we started to take off. We hit 200,000 members in such a short amount of time. And we were starting to get recognized by Facebook. And that was the first time that I got invited to go to Facebook headquarters. And I loved my company that I was working with with Sesame Street and PNC Bank. They were so sweet. But they gave me this awkward compliment sandwich where they go, that's amazing that you got invited. We've been following this whole ride. I mean, it's unfortunate you're not going to be able to go, but that was so sweet of them to invite you. I know. (laughs) It's like, um, hello, I've given you like five years, you know, doing all these gigs. And 
And they weren't going to let me go to an all expense paid once in a lifetime trip to go to Facebook head- headquarters to meet Zuckerberg and Sandberg and all this kind of stuff. In the end, we worked it out. I got to go fine. But that was a very eye opening experience that mm-hmm. once in a lifetime opportunities were starting to present themselves for something that I created. And if I didn't make the leap, I wasn't going to be able to do it anymore. I remember vividly having a heart to heart with my family and being like, I don't know what to do. Like I have never jumped into the unknown like this before. And my dad was just my dad who passed away in 2017. He was like, you know, it's only money. You'll make more like you, you should do this. You should try it. And like worst case scenario, you'll go back and you'll do what you did before, but you'll have this great experience. So April 1st, April Fool's Day, I was on a plane to Thailand getting ready to run a uh, a couple of trips for yoga retreats in Thailand. And I was filling out my last time card. And that was my last day of officially working for somebody. So wow. since April of 2017. And it was great, too, because in 2018, I turned 40 and I didn't know where this was going. I still don't. I still don't right. know where this is going. And so I went to all seven continents in 2018. That's awesome. Yeah, I was like, might as well go and explore. So yeah. I went to all seven continents in 2018. And then by a crazy turn of events, I ended up getting an opportunity to go to Antarctica again, going into New Year's of 2019. And when I was standing on the continent of Antarctica in 2019, I was like, we should probably do this again. <laughs> so I went to all seven <laughs> continents again in 2019. And then the pandemic happened in 2020. So that was yeah. a, a bit of a whiplash, but it's been a really interesting journey for sure. That's so cool. And I love that story because I think it's really inspiring. There's so many people who have dreams or things that they wish they could do. And um, I have a similar attitude about it's just money. Like you can try it for a little while. There's nothing to say that you can't go back to what you were doing. And, you know, maybe you lose a little bit of ground or traction, but you also are gaining something by taking the risk or trying it. So like that's the worst case scenario. But a lot of times it goes better. I think the worst thing is regret. You know, and I would rather have regret because I went and tried something than have regret because I didn't try anything at all. Yeah, I think the what if is the worst. Like, I don't want to live with the what if feeling for sure. So at least, you know, because I I, I'm sorry, I was going to say, I think we come across that a lot in GLT, that a lot of people are really timid to go and explore. And one of the most empowering things about our community is seeing that others have. And so it creates that opportunity of like, oh, I can too, you know, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, my family made fun of me all all in my my youth and my 20s because I would quit a job in a heartbeat for a trip. And so I would work and save up money. And then I'd say, can I have time off for this trip? And they'd say no. And I'd be like, okay, well, this is my notice. So I'm quitting yeah. and I'll just get a new job when I come back. And people are like, you can't do that. I'm like, I feel like I feel like I can because I am. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I feel like it's <laughs> happening. So <laughs> and I always joke that I don't remember when it was. But at one point, my dad said, at some point, you're going to have to stop only working enough to pay for your next trip. And I was like, do I? <laughs> I don't know. I'm 42 now. I'm still, I'm still kind of doing it. So I don't think that that's true. But I think a lot of it comes, in my opinion, a lot of it comes from being female and um, people thinking that you need to like settle down or that you can't do this by yourself. You have to have someone with you, you know, all those things that you've been like told and it's been ingrained in your mind for so long. So I think that's one of the powerful things about Girls Love Travel and seeing that like you don't actually, you can do it by yourself. You can find people to do it if you want to, but like you can, you are able 
you can be safe, you can be strong to do all these things. And there's so much self-doubt, I think, from being being told that for so long that you think that you can't. Yeah, I completely agree. And hearing the different myriad of jobs that are out there that have afforded and given the opportunity of women in the community to be able to explore the world so fearlessly and so graciously has been a beautiful turnabout for all of the community to see too. Like, um, like I said before, I went to Antarctica in 2018 and we landed on the continent and we went to this place called the Penguin Post Office. Mm -hmm. It's run by four people. At the time when we went in 2018, it was one woman or sorry, one man and three women. And when we went into the Penguin Post Office, one of those three women was a Girls of Travel member. <laughs> and got to talk to her and I've, you know, interviewed her and be able to say back to the community, like, this is a GLT -er that's living from November to March on the continent of Antarctica so that she could go and explore the world and hang out with penguins for months right. at a time. And since then, we've seen a lot of other GLTers that live on the different station houses in Antarctica and so that they can go and explore and live, you know, live on cruise ships and be able to do things that way. Or they have nine to five jobs and all they can do is maybe go away on the weekend and they can still explore the world that way. There's so many facets of the group and it can be overwhelming at times because the group is so large. It is 1.4 million. The subgroups are great because all of them are pretty much under 40 or 50,000. So it's a lot smaller of a niche to be able to connect. But I'm just so fortunate because I never know when I'm going to talk to another GLT -er and, and run into someone. I'm, I'm talking to someone today who lives in Paris about staying at their place at the Paris Olympics. And in nice. next month, I'm going to Panama and meeting up with a GLT -er that owns a catamaran and going around the San Blas Islands on her catamaran. Oh, like the connections are leaps and bounds. Yeah, I think that's so cool. That's really, when I started my podcast, I didn't know that this was my mission, but um, I've since realized that's really what I hope that people get from my podcast is to realize that that you can travel, you can see the world. There's lots of different ways to do it. And so I love having having other women that have found a way to do it. So like I have a friend, Chelsea, who she's in GLT and she's a storm chaser. And so she... Yes, love her. <laughs> yeah, she's awesome. And she lives here. She lives really close to me. And so it's so cool to talk to her about how she turned her crazy passion plus travel into a, into a job and a career where she goes to elementary schools and teaches about storm safety and she chases tornadoes. And it's not something that's probably on your aptitude test in elementary school of what you should be when you grow up. But there's people who found such interesting ways to make it work for them. And I love that. Yeah, a lot of people talked at the turn of the year about making a bingo card for things. Yeah. And I feel like that would be a really fun one is making a bingo <laughs> card of the different like jobs that GLTers have and trying yeah. to get up with them. And another thing that's been fun is seeing a lot of, of GLTers that have gotten engaged and gotten married throughout mm -hmm. the time of this and not only married, but had kids and the kids are starting to grow up. But I've been fortunate to go to a wedding in India of a GLT -er. I missed out on one in, in Bali that was over Christmas that I was supposed to go to. But I've just been invited to another one yesterday that's out in Kentucky. I'm going to try and go to. And it's just like beyond the electronics, beyond the social media. We There's so many conversations out there about the good and the bad and the ugly about social media. Mm -hmm. But the good is just the connection, being yeah. able to get beyond it and be able to be truly connected and make lifelong friendships is what this is all about. Yeah, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. 
people talk so negatively about social media. And I always say, I know that it happens for sure, but I just feel like that's not the experience I have. I feel like I have such good experiences with it. And maybe it's because of the communities that I'm part of with travel. Everybody's kind of a more of a happy space. <laughs> so I feel like you meet people, but I actually, my podcast episode that dropped last week was, um, Aaron from Explore with Aaron, who we met together in, in Austin when we were at TravelCon. And she was like an, my online hero. Like I followed her and her family for years. Her kids were like named most travel kids in the world by Forbes. And I just, when I first had a baby, I found her and I was just like, Oh my gosh, it's possible. People are doing it, you know, and it was like so exciting to follow her and how transparent she was. And so we were online friends. We talked all the time, but we eventually became real life friends. We've met up in multiple places around the world, you know, and hung out and supported each other and cheered for each other. And I think it's so cool to see everybody have that community and support. Yeah, it's a pretty amazing spectacle that we've been a part of. It's one of those things that there's no ladder to say what this is going to be next. There's no mm -hmm. rung for us to get to. There's no path that has already been forged. Uh, we are the ones that are shoveling away the snow for the next people behind us to be able to have a clear path to go ahead. And that's been an adventure in and of itself for me overseeing Girls Love Travel because throughout the years I've seen other groups come and, and other groups doing different things for not only women, but for for men and for travelers in general. And it's, it's amazing. And, and I'm very fortunate to be a part of it. I was, I know, let me put it this way. I know that I was very fortunate to be in the right place at the right time with the right idea. And I have been able to build on that and just see where it's blossoming and see where it's going. And I just can't wait for the next 10 years. I've been on this ride for eight-ish years now, and I'm looking forward to seeing where are we going next? What are we going to do next? What adventures are we going to get into? And what does this look like for the next generation of travelers? So what is your crazy dream? Like, what do you wish that could happen from Girls Love Travel in a few years? I have two nieces that are 10 and 13, and my goal is to make sure that Girls of Travel has a foundation that is strong enough for the next generation that is them, that they're going to be able to explore the world fearlessly like we have done, and hopefully even easier and even better for them. What I would really like to do is that we have 850,000 that are just in the United States that are based in the U.S., and I'd like to be able to empower and encourage as many of them to get passports as possible. Yeah. There's the statistic that's out there that less than 20% of U.S. Uh, citizens have a passport and even less have ever even used it. That so gave things me goosebumps. Like that, <laughs> I know, it's pretty wild. So I'd just really like to continue to encourage. And then on, on top of that, I want to go and explore more countries. There's for me, I've been to all but two of the wonders of the world. I need to go see Christ the Redeemer and the Great Wall of China. So I want to get those two off of my personal bucket list as well. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I have been thinking more about how to encourage young people to travel. So this May, I had with some of our really good friends, their son graduated from high school. And so I said, hey, does he have his passport? And they said no. So I got him a passport cover and sent the application and check. And I said, here's your present. Go get your passport for your graduation. Think about what adventures you can have in life. So at least have the option to be able to go. And I love that because especially, you know, obviously we're talking about Americans here, but for American passport, once you're 18, it lasts for 10 years. So once right. you have it, 
the ability to, to potentially go and do something is even more grandiose. What I just really enjoy is the idea of seeing what is going to unfold, even in social media, what's going to happen with Facebook in 10 years, we don't even know. So for me, I'm just making sure that our girlsoftravel.com website is being built even more securely and strong so that there's a resource for people to be able to find each other, go and do different trips to connect with each other and be able to find out ways to connect even if social media changes. Right. Because we never know. Yeah, definitely don't want to, would be a shame to lose the community. So we've got to keep it, make sure it's safe if anything changes for sure. So if, what would you, what advice would you give someone who's thinking about starting to travel? So advice that I would give for somebody that's wanting to start to travel, if they haven't got their passport, if they're timid about exploring even the world around them, is to take a small adventure that's not too far from your home base. So something like doing a weekend getaway of a town that's three towns over, so that if you get nervous, that you can always go home. But especially those that are thinking about doing solo travel that comes up a lot in our community is how do I start to solo travel? And people think, Oh my gosh, I've got to go to, you know, Brazil, or I've got to go to Antarctica, or I've got to go all the way to Egypt or something like that for my first solo adventure. No, you really don't. For your first solo adventure, do something that's close to home, do a staycation, maybe go and rent a hotel room that's an hour's drive away, if nothing else, someplace that you haven't explored and just sit in a hotel by yourself for two days, you know, go and explore and do adventures around in those areas. Because if you're not going to be comfortable being in a hotel, going out to eat, that's only an hour away, you're not going to be comfortable going around the world and doing that by yourself as well. And that's okay. Some people are not okay with traveling by themselves. They want to travel with other people. That's why we have group trips. That's why we have communities to meet up with each other. That's why it's great to make friends that want to travel with you. But that gives you an insight on what kind of traveler you are. Because before you go and explore the world, figure out how you want to explore the world. Definitely. Yeah, I think that's a great tip um, that you touched on about knowing what kind of traveler you are. Because you might think... For me, I'm a bougie traveler, and so I'll admit that I'm bougie, and I know it about myself. So if I decided to be adventurous and go by myself, which might be out of my comfort zone a little bit, and on top of that, I might say, and I'm going to stay in a hostel, which is definitely far outside my comfort zone. If you start compounding those things, it can really make you maybe not have as good of a trip, or you could feel discouraged from doing it again. So it's, I think it's good to really evaluate like which things you're willing to push yourself out of your comfort zone, like maybe stay in a bougie hotel, but go by yourself, or find a way to ease out of that comfort zone and do something new without just totally ripping the bandaid off and being like, I'm going to just throw caution to the wind and see what happens. So, And I think also on top of that, if you do travel with someone else, make sure that you're prepared to ask questions before you travel. Yes. Make sure that you figure out how each other will be as a fellow traveler, but also what is everybody's expectations on the trip? So for instance, there's a few questions that I tend to make sure that people ask is talk about your budget up front. So yes. like you were saying, you're bougie. For me, I don't mind staying in a in a hostel because I want to spend my money on experiences. I've stayed in hostels all over the world, but I'll spend $500 to go skydiving. I'll spend $500 to go or a few hundred dollars to go and climb the Sydney Harbor Bridge. I think it's like 250 bucks, you know, mm-hmm. and that's the, my adventure. But I'll spend 
$50 to stay overnight someplace because <laughs> I don't want to do that. But you never know the person that you're traveling with. They might be a big foodie that's going to go and try and search for Michelin stars when you're out there looking for food carts. Yeah. And that's a big difference whenever you're exploring. Yeah, that's definitely something to think about because I had, before I started my tour company, I had people who would say like, oh, next time you go on that trip, I'm going to go with you. And I would tell my husband, like, I don't think that that would work. If you go into it with very different values about what you're trying to get out of the trip or what you expect, then it can be disastrous for the trip and for your friendships. So I say, especially if it's someone that's your friend, make sure that you can be on the same page before you go, because you might not even like each other by the end of the week if you don't really communicate those things and make a plan that everybody's comfortable with. So find the right travel people. And that does happen. And make sure whenever you are traveling with people, especially if it's somebody new, that you both have given each other grace for having some space. Like you want to be able to, if you go into a museum, you don't have to be side by side the whole time. That's a Mm -hmm. really great space. I've found museums around the world are a really great space to have your own time to give yourself a bit of a pause and everybody seems to respect that because you're looking at art on the wall and you don't have to talk (laughs) about it as much. So if you need a a place to give yourself a little bit of a break, do something in an activity like that, maybe go see a movie with some subtitles. Those are really fun too, to kind of give yourself a two hour pause, but you're right. You learn a lot about so many people, people from our group trips. I'm sure you have the same as well as people that you love and the loves of your life. Uh, you know, can sometimes get under your skin whenever you're traveling nonstop 24 mm-hmm. seven for a week or two weeks at a time. And you're tired and you're out of your comfort zone. Yeah, it's a lot of things to think about. So and on I, top of that, make sure that you bring some creature comforts uh, from home if you can to prevent that. For me, my girlfriend, whenever she travels, sometimes she'll take like a cuddle pillow that she knows is a really fun thing for her to enjoy and be able to, uh, you know, have from home for others. I know a few people take like stuffed animals that mm-hmm. just remind them of home. And then they take pictures of that stuffed animal around the world. Little things like that that can bring you joy because we talk so much about the love of travel and how great travel is, but there are some really down days. There's some days that you might miss your home. There's some days that maybe the weather isn't so great out and it's good to have, doesn't mean you take up your entire suitcase with it, but maybe have one or two items that whenever you look at it just brings you joy and brings you a little bit of happiness. So if you need a boost that you have it. Yeah. um, My husband calls it my blankie. I have a fleece blank that I've had forever and I, I have a way of like rolling it up. It's better than a pillow if I roll it up just right to lay on it. And so I insist on bringing it, even though we are known for being super light packers. I should probably tell people that in my super light packing, I do have a whole blanket in there (laughs) all the time because I bring it everywhere. And he's like, do we have to bring the blanket? It takes up so much room. I'm like, listen, it's not optional. It's happening. So yeah, yeah. mine happens to be my eye mask. I have had this eye mask. It's really comfortable in it. It's small, so it's not taking up that much space anyway. But I have taken this eye mask with me to all seven continents. I absolutely love it. But on top of that, it has a little pocket inside that I'm actually able to have a picture of my family and a picture of me and my girlfriend and be able to have them with me as I'm going to sleep every night. And I can't remember the last time, even at home, like that I don't sleep with this. So I completely understand. (laughs) Yeah. And I think you shouldn't be afraid. I feel like sometimes people put limitations on themselves like that. Like I'm going to be an adventure. I have to just throw everything off or, you know, do whatever. But I think you, you should indulge yourself too. It's supposed to be pleasant and you've got to be comfortable and all those kinds of things. So I think that's an awesome tip. 
Well, I've loved chatting with you today. Thank you so much for coming on. I think we could talk about travel forever. And I hope we're going to catch up with each other on an adventure again sometime soon. I if would people, love that. <laughs> if people want to find Girls Love Travel, where's what's all the groups they should look for and how can they find y'all? Wonderful. And again, thank you so much for having me. I've followed your journey and your life for the years that we've known each other. And it's just great to see you going on this new adventure and this path with this podcast. So thank you for having me on. Yes, you. you can find myself and Girls of Travel at girlsoftravel.com as well as on all socials, Girls of Travel, but especially find the 1.4 million member community on Facebook with our group as well as our public page. So we look forward to having all the women come on over. If you are not a woman and you want to still follow us, you can follow us on Instagram and on our public page. And we do have co-ed trips too. So we look forward to seeing some of the men out there as well coming on our adventures too. But for the most part, please everybody be safe, have fun, and just make sure to go and explore the world. And if you need a little bit of help to explore the world fearlessly, reach out either to Girls of Travel or another community and others, because this world does need to be explored. Don't just stay home. Don't just be rooted. Go and explore. Love it. You can always find me on Flip Flops and Adventures on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram, and the Flip Flop Experience podcast on Facebook. Thanks so much and happy adventuring.